conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning. Happy Monday. Good morning. Guys, you have a nice t-shirt. How, Show it. How much does this sponsorship cost? Yeah, the sponsorship <laughs> Only is, one t-shirt. Uh... <laughs> two t-shirts only. Ah, <laughs> so right. I think it was six bucks. So it was pretty cheap to get us on screen. Noiseware's got to <laughs> step up the, the game there. We're, sending, we're sending it to the U.S. was more expensive than the t-shirt, but it's okay. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, the, that shipping is going to be crazy. Ross, are you going to the Star Show in uh, the UK next month? If I go there? Yeah. No, I wasn't planning to. 
Well, there's still a lot of restrictions. If you go, I think, to the UK, I think still you have some limitations and quarantine and everything afterwards. So if I'm correct. As, as Americans, it's if you're doubly vaxxed, then you're good. No, I have to, I have to recheck it, but I was not planning to. But by the way, if some viewers, listeners like the T-shirt like this, just reach out to me and I'll send them a T-shirt as well. You see, For that's free. nice, isn't it? All supplies last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we say Holland, up is up, yes. So. that's awesome well uh fun good weekend for me I, I got to unplug a little bit i turned off my phone for about a little over 30 something hours so that was a good weekend uh to get away and wow. not be, not have to you're be. an entrepreneur you switch off your phone and we yeah, have with all your just, and all your well, in your case with all your fans is difficult right you just have to well, switch because i didn't have i didn't have you guys uh, <laughs> i didn't have you guys texting me every five seconds and then uh, you know, well, how do you know? We we tried, but you weren't answering. No, I, I turned it on, and it was good. Life was great. There's a couple fires to put out, but uh, nothing nothing from you guys, thank God. So, it was a good weekend overall, and I'm excited to be back this beautiful Monday. Um, you guys have anything for the good of the order before we jump into what's with the noise? I just want to say that I like your t-shirts. Or I mentioned this already. <laughs> Probably I'm going to mention it a few more times that they, for the people who are just listening, they're wearing a bedroom t-shirt. So, yeah, and then also don't forget <laughs> breezeway.io forward slash gmh. They still sponsoring? It's still on because I know that there's uh, a lot of companies approaches for being a sponsor, but they still sponsoring. They're, they're they're really good friends, so we're we're going to give them shout outs. Uh, okay. Just okay. just like we're giving bedroom a couple shout outs here, you know. Cool. Um, Perfect. So let's jump into what's with the noise and then we'll get into the main topic of the day. I should probably get a, a video of my actual grandmother eating a, a donut every day, but uh, this week we are in recovery mode. And uh, just this morning, Mattis, the CEO of Muse, has posted how much recovery has happened really in the past uh, month, a 13% gain, which is huge. Uh, it is travel season, especially in Europe, uh, July, August, when everyone takes the time off. But it's great to see that hotels around the world, everywhere, except for Australia and New Zealand, who unfortunately are back in lockdowns. So guys in Australia and New Zealand, um, feel free to, to move somewhere else and, and be a little more open. But until then, uh, the rest of the world is, is on a great track. And it's, it's so good to see uh, hotels really gaining some speed and, and hopefully I wouldn't be surprised if the travel season in Europe especially extends well into the fall now that Americans are allowed in places like the UK uh, for the first time in a year and a half. So thanks, Mattis, for, uh, for sharing that with us. And that is what's noisy out there. What's oh, noisy? I like it. I also like that if you're in Australia or New Zealand, you should just uh, <laughs> just move. Uh, move. <laughs> we saw the great exodus from California to I'm, Texas. I love this how you're solving problems there. Just move. <laughs> just, just move. Come move. Uh, if the government's not letting you do your thing, then then find a new government, I guess. Amen. Uh, Amen. 
I like that. I like that idea. That was just a good segue. I've told uh, you before, Michael. It's it's Matthijs. It's Dutch. Matthijs. Matthijs. Yeah. Yeah, my Dutch is pretty bad, and <laughs> okay. there's no vowels in that name, so it's it's tough. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, yeah. Well, we love Muse here on the show. I loved uh, getting to sit down with Richard Walter, uh, who's one of the founders as well. So good, good group over there. They got some good data, and I like the the overall perspective of you know the outlook that they have on a uh, software and and travel. It's pretty cool. So good to see that there the data showing good recovery. Uh, another good sign, I think that we could say, uh, is showing good recovery is the amount of investments that have happened in the industry uh, this last week. So I think we'll pop up if I can pull up the right one. Uh, we got yeah. Realpha. Think if I'm saying it right. Yeah. Close to six million. And we got our good friends at Front Desk. They raised seven million. What's up, Jesse? Jesse DePinto. Yeah, yeah. So, pretty cool. Yeah, it's good, good to see a, a pretty solid round coming out of COVID for an, an urban operator. Uh, but yeah. I think they've they've picked their markets well, and a lot of the smaller markets, the non-New York, LA, Miami ones, are the ones that people are visiting. Um, so, good to see. Revenues must be great to to be able to raise a pretty solid round like that. So. Good job, team front desk. Um, Matthias, apologies for the Matthias. mispronunciation of. Uh, <laughs> You're saying uh, it again incorrect. Matthias. Matthias. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Matthias. I'll, I'll get it eventually, but I'll, I'll have Michael Ross practice that with me for a while uh, before we're live again. So, yeah, the, uh, the investments continue to roll in. And I mean, I know a, a dozen more companies that are deep into to funding discussions right now. So I'd suspect the rest of the year might be uh, a little bit of fundraising, a little bit of acquisitions. We also saw, um, and forgot to add this to you, Will, but Kasai, a Mexico City-based oh. operator, acquired a company in Brazil. So the acquisition prediction has continued. That was fast. Yeah. I already had him up. I already had him up. I saw it this morning as I was doing my my little shop on the internet, and yeah, boom, there it is. Yeah, here we are. Love that. Yes. So, yeah, the 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 continued trend of acquisitions and venture capital and well, still, if you're looking at the most of the of the investments we addressed in the last weeks, months, it's actually still most of them are still in the vacation rental space, right? You see yeah. many still out out there. So I think we, we mentioned quite a lot of them. So uh, the hotel space is a bit less in technology. It's also a bit, I think, uh, not many so far. You see a lot of initiatives or technology invocation rentals specifically. So yeah, why is that? Why is hotels lagging behind? I would think with some of the depressed occupancy rates that there'd be some some fire sales or some opportunities to to merge or be acquired well i think that what i said i think it was a week ago what my predictions were that there will be some uh, some moves or some change or merging i think i saw an article a few days ago was it reticent correct me if i'm wrong they're looking at at, i think it was reticent they're looking at the alternatives or also maybe some some takeovers i think i'll I'll check it correct me if i'm wrong so i I think it's going to happen anyway that you see some mergers of, of hotel chains um, maybe get some smaller ones on board, maybe the ones which are at 50, 60 hotels, 
she said it would be great to have a different kind of brand including our collection and maybe indeed some vacation or some part hotels kind of collection but it, again the most of the investment last year was in the uh, short-term rental space so yeah well i was gonna say uh we know Rats i think it's connected to the growth right i think if you go back i think it's all if you see growth vacation rental i think that almost all of them they had a, had a well they didn't do so bad they show some growth and there's also the key and the KPI for, for getting investment, right? So if you see, can show some growth, it's of course, it's, it's, it's much easier to raise money. All the other areas, which is technology for the hotels, they of course, the hotels are not investing a lot in technology, unfortunately. Hotels are not doing so well. Uh, if you're starting a new hotel collection, a brand, OTA, whatever, it's, it's all different. So I'm curious what's gonna happen. I think now also that the hotel sector is is seeing a growth now of course still uh, i think one two months ago was really limited but in here in europe you see it's really now start to grow well you saw the article of matthijs that's how he's saying his name matthijs that actually and you see the same in here if you see if we check in first space even in here and that's whatever you see that the occupancy goes really up our hotels are fully booked so it's a good sign so in your hotel expertise, Ross, is, is the rebound of hotels gonna eat heavily back into short-term rentals like it was pre-pandemic? Or do you think short-term rentals have kind of made their move and are gonna be a little bit more well-adopted from here on out? I think there's, I think two things. There's a, for sure it's a trend, right? For sure. Now people want to have their own space, cook by themselves. And then people want to go back to some more luxury. So they're going back to the hotels. I think it more, it will be more really depends on the location. What do you need if you go to a specific place? If you go, for example, a bit longer somewhere, you don't want to eat every day in the restaurant of the hotel. If you go to a city, it's already different, right? So I think it's really connected to, to, to the location. Sometimes you just want to have hotel for the facilities. So I think the hotels, which is like the resorts, including spas, they will do always. One hundred percent agree. Yeah. And I think if you're looking at the, um, the, the especially city destinations, you see a friend of mine has a, has a few apart hotels in here. He's, he's now he sees some local tourism, but it's tough. But it will come back. But I think the. Um, again, if you have facilities more to offer than just a stay. I think you're good. If you're just, just with all respect, just a bet, and you have to compete against places which looks better, which indeed are, are in more innovative. And maybe still before in the past was still this hurdle, right? It was always this experience like picking up a key. My I always like the hotel because you're arriving, you get your key, you can go to your room. Still, a lot of people think, okay, I need an apartment. I have to pick up a key somewhere. Then I have to find the apartment. There's a block. There's 50 different apartments. One of a few of them are only for short-term rental because it's a normal block of people living. Uh, can I access somewhere? It's, this is, was always a bit this this friction part, right? I think nowadays things are so much also because the technology make it easier. Uh, you have that this key can be can be a self check-in or with a code, or we have many great solutions out there. Security-wise, it's already much better improved. Uh, well, you know, there's amazing solutions like NoiseAware and everything. So. The whole, I think, the whole um, segment of of, uh, of apartments is improved. I think last years and and much more professional than before. So I think people who stay once in the apartments, okay, good to come back. I would just I like this, uh, like it like this. I'm, yeah. I'm convinced. The metric that was that we were tracking for a while, and it was fairly stagnant. It went from like 
30 to 35% of people who travel that have tried a short-term rental. And that number from 2016 to 2019 was pretty much flat between 30, 33, 35%. In 2020, that number jumped to, to between 40 and 50%. So it already, you know, 10% more of the global travelers were now trying out another accommodation type. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, I, I've certainly seen Glenn Fogel say this, uh, but as soon as people try short rentals, they're not scared of them anymore because they now know they mm -hmm. don't have to go pick up a key. They can go mm -hmm. and just walk straight to their room and they don't, oh, you know, they don't have yeah. to deal with the front desk and they have a, a fridge and they can put the crib in the other room. And it's just, it's a totally different experience. For the first well, time, I, me and Glenn Fogel agree on something. Wow. <laughs> Come on, this is epic. <laughs> well, I was yeah. going to say, also, like, during this time period, though, I think the operator, the overall, like, host operator has evolved a lot more. I think that's why a lot of people were so scared to, to try short-term rentals was because a lot of them, you know, I think there's a bit, there was a big boom in 2018, like, 19 of, like, just overall Airbnb hosts. Uh, and then 2020, kind of the same thing happened again. Uh, but I think people are getting more educated on how to professionally operate, how to you know keep that hotel standard of cleanliness, but also you know how do we innovate using technology, remote locks, and noise-aware devices, and insurance, and guest screening, and all this other stuff that kind of helps. I think balanced out that lack of I don't know. Like I just think about when my parents first got in, and they thought you know they could leave, you know, like uh, don't touch this because this happens. Like I get like there's like little notes, but they like just had this. It was just all over the place, and you could be like, all right, this isn't like a. I feel like I'm, you know, it just didn't not, feel not right. And then friendly. yeah, 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 guest friendly, and then they changed it to a guest friendly model where it was like you have access to this, do this, do this. Here's like extra coffee from the local coffee roaster. And they kind of made a destination out of it. Three remotes on the TV to like press yeah, this yeah. first. And then this exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when the you, boss people you... had this thought, right? That's okay. People renting out their space for a few nights per month because they're out. But now, of yeah. course, people have spaces just professional to rent it out full time, yeah. right? So it's completely changed. And I think if you're looking at the beginning of the Airbnb, that was the initial deal, right? You just have a, your room available your apartment available for for some nights so why not make some money on it yeah this yeah, is completely right. changed now to make it professional and has it as a, as a living but it's coming full circle with with brands like orion house that are live here and drop your keys off and let let us rent it out you know it's yeah. not it's not a full-time rental property it's uh it but it does help Home professionalize share. those single yeah. hosts which is the key uh, and that's the key to getting the traveler to stay. If, if you have a bad experience the first time you do something, you usually don't do it again. But if you have a good experience yeah. first and then a bad experience, then you know you you often will try it again, right? Because because you've mm -hmm. at least seen the good side of it. So it's uh, I, I know you know Airbnb is has got a big push on that as well. This resident home sharing model. Um, yeah. I think that rental preneurs. Yeah, it's it's almost more yeah. it's it's almost less of a wave of short term rentals and more of a wave of traditional long term rentals. Uh, but well, I can tell I can share you a stat from Orion House personally is that you know 
70 percent of Americans spend over fifty percent of their income on rent alone. So you know that that right there shows you that there's a big drop or imbalance, I guess, of of uh, expenses going out the door with you know accommodation that could be an apartment, a single family home, whatever. And you know why not focus on ways to? That's kind of like I Is think it that big, high? it's that high. Yeah, it's crazy. Jeez. It's crazy. Yeah, I'll show you all the details later. But it was, yeah, it's a crazy thing to think about that if over 50% of your income is being spent on rent or, you know, some kind of living uh, accommodation for the, for the year, you know, what, why not offset that? Why not find ways to professionalize and streamline a way that you could make some of that money back, you know? Yeah, and I think that's where this divide of hotels and short term rentals really kind of separates like if you want to be pampered and you want a restaurant downstairs and you want you know someone to clean your room every night like that's a vacation and a hotel you know is is a good option if it's you you and your wife right yeah um, but if you've got a business trip in a city center for a week and you you like to have more than just a bed and a TV, you need some space. You got to have some calls. You need to make your own coffee in the morning. And it's like, it, there's this divide. I think that's the, the hotels used to own the business travelers, but I think travel for business is going to not just be one or two nights anymore. When people go, they're staying longer. And, and in these city centers, you can get some of these rentals for pretty cheap pretty comparable rates to, uh, to hotels, branded hotels at least. And, and it's a good experience. So maybe it's flipped a little bit. People used to stay in short term rentals on holiday and, and use hotels for, for business. But it seems that it, it's logical that it changes the opposite directions. Well, I think it's especially also connected to the audience, right? If I want to go to my family, I've got two kids. Then a hotel room is a disaster. It's just too small. Then to get two rooms sleeping separately, no way. Family rooms, not many hotels has family rooms nowadays. So you're just going to just move to an apartment, right? When you say, okay, we just have their space. We can have a common space and we have the bedrooms and you can cook something if you'd like to, but more also the convenience of, of rooms, right? So I think if you're a couple, business traveler, easy, sometimes still the hotel. If you go with your friends, already different because you like to be in the same space but have different rooms. And the same with families, right? So I think, especially also, and I'm checking also for myself, you go to more, if you're looking for, for vacation rental, I think especially the luxury segment and don't have to be like top, top, top. But if you say, I want to have a good, clean property, good facilities, just a luxury space, I think there's a lot of potential and possibilities there. Still, if you look on an Airbnb, even though I just have to convince, I never book, and I confess, I never booked an Airbnb in my whole life so far, by the way. But um, yes, I stayed in short-term rentals, but I never booked there. But just <laughs> always book directly, you know me. Or I or a book and bedroom. <laughs> always directly. We also have short-term rentals. So we have got, we got amazing short-term rentals as well. So please have a look. But uh, yeah, you're looking for a good pro. I think especially in, in if you look in the Airbnb, and sometimes I'm looking for some selection, I try to find the host and reach out to them directly. I'm sorry, guys, for Airbnb. But um, you see that there's a lot of shit as well, right? You just see so many properties that you just, okay, maybe it's a different target audience, but there's a lot of stuff out there, which is almost never a book because it's just one big mess. 
So I think still a differentiator between more quality, and we talked about in the past, maybe more, you will see some, some more some brand kind of apartments, more like with some standards. There's no classification, unfortunately, in the, I still believe there could be some classification wise. Okay, there's, could be size, could be, I think internet could be first, first one of the, of the requirements, because I think it's crucial for the majority of the people. So they could have some requirements to go more classification. I think this could be really something which could work in the apartment industry. Yeah. Um, because this, I think, still, when people know, okay, this has a X numbers of keys, and they were trying to, they had some in the past, right? But it was, okay, this number has X classification, so I know it's good. I think even more people will be convinced to stay in a short-term rental. Still, now it's still, and yes, you can read some reviews on Airbnb, but still, you're just always a bit skeptical if it's real, you don't know, so. Yeah, and the, the hotel business trip, to, to circle back there, like oftentimes you're traveling with someone else from your company. Like sometimes you do totally solo, but oftentimes there's, there's one more person coming along. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of times you're, you're whining and dining and maybe you're having, you know, a cocktail, a pre-drink in your room or a beer or something, and then heading out to dinner. That's but you. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't, you can't do that in a hotel, right? You, you, yeah. you, it's really weird to say, hey, why don't you come up to my hotel room and have a beer? But yeah. it's totally acceptable to say, yeah, come up to my flat. We've got, you know, some beers in the fridge. And, and it's you're in a living room, right? It's, it's a yeah. casual setting. And so it like just looking at conferences, it's just no one does anything in rooms. You need a private space for a, a chat or a call. It's not the hotel room. It's a living room and an apartment or you're seeking out some like hidden nook in a, in a hotel to talk about, you know, whatever secret plans you have to take over the world. Come so, on. I can see real thinking. I'm invite them always to my room. What I'm doing wrong. We've all been in that situation, right? It's like, we should yeah. go up to the hotel. No, we shouldn't. There's no room. And like my stuff's everywhere. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah, depending on the type of traveler, like I, I know people that I'm the person I keep everything in my suitcase unless it's like, hey, this is what I wore today. This is going in the laundry bag. This is what I'm wearing tomorrow type deal. That's pretty much all that comes out in my toiletries. But I've seen other people that, you know, they're unpacking. Unpack. You know, for a, yeah. yeah, I'm like, you're like, whoa. <laughs> so you, you never know. Like, it's just because that it brings in that, like you said, Golden, the, there's that barrier, I think, between the like the living space and the, the, the sleeping space. And that helps yeah. uh, create that like casual environment. For because us, it's, like, a, it's a difference. It's a sleeping a hotel is a sleeping room, right? So you're not going to yeah. invite somebody to your sleeping room. So it's yeah. going to be a different invitation. A no, yeah. It's a bit strange. You just invite them to your, to your bedroom, right? It's, it's a bit yeah. different. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I, I think you were kind of talking about, um, you know, standards when it comes to, do you know, you know, the, the quality of the property, not only that, but the quality of how everything is going to be operated. And one thing for us, as we've been setting up a couple uh, properties throughout, you know, the Pacific Northwest here is that no matter what, whether it's a, a listing or a property, you know, just north of Seattle, or if it's one in the mountains and it's a cabin with like a ski destination, we keep it pretty consistent across the board. And we're realizing that travelers are actually booking, like the booking patterns show that the consistent, you know, I think quality, the listing description, the pictures, the same, everything that hotels kind of do and they do good at, um, you know, that, that really does help with the overall, I think, recovery. And now before I want to change subjects now is that uh, 
the for for the investment that we, we've been seeing into the industry, uh, I never actually looked into Realpha as much uh, until I saw this article. Uh, but to be curious to see the comparison of how many companies, whether they're hotels or vacation rentals or tech, uh, received funding and how many of them are in the multifamily space and how many are not in the multifamily. Because I, I think Front Desk is one of the few that are not in or that are in the multifamily area for investment. I mean, Sondra yeah. received a boatload of well, money. Sondra, Sondra, I was going to say, Sondra's different, man. Like, yeah, I think about Sondra's complete. Like, how much do they receive? Like, couple like i want to say 100 mil or more yeah, more, more than that yeah, yeah. I, so, yeah I don't remember so yeah I, I think um a lot of the investment's been on the technology side less operators operators were crushing it and raising money left and right in 2019 um but a lot of raised money since uh because of their markets or the need to or, or whatnot but i think um so the Realpha institutional investment in properties for vacation rentals is a bit of a, a scary subject, I think, in certain markets, because you're you're now changing the regulation discussion at City Hall, where it says, that's my second home, that's how I make a living, like that's, you know, I, I pay taxes here, I live here, yada, yada. Uh, but if institutional investors come in and let's say it's in San Diego where there's only a thousand licenses available and that institutional yeah. investor has 20% of it. It just totally changes the conversation at city hall. So I, while I love the idea of institutional investment in short term rentals, and I think it's coming and it's bound to happen. And obviously it started it, it does raise or, or open cans of worms that I'm not sure we're, we're really ready for. Like we're still fighting regulation battles without institutional investors being here. And then now if, if they start coming in and in, in droves, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how it shakes out. Well, there's a huge shortage on housing, especially here as well, but I think in the U.S. as well. So by having, having institutional investors or fees or whatever investing, actually in properties directly for renting it out, there's a bigger shortage, right? So it means only, as you just said, Mr. Will Slickers, that the people spending more than half of their of their income on housing. And this wasn't the case. I just saw some articles. If you're looking at the same maybe scenario maybe 10 years ago, maybe it was one third or maybe even 25%. Because that the housing goes up because of, of, of the shortage and, and um, using for different purposes as well. So I think it's a risk. I think, I think I hope there will be some regulations because it is going to happen. It means the people just, especially the startups, will have more difficulties to find a more affordable place. Well, or, even the know, or, or you sign up and lease yeah. up with a, with a Ryan house, you know, go with that solution. There you go. Offset your rent, affordable housing, and uh, yeah. you make a little bit. They, they sponsoring will? Uh, they're good friends. They're good friends. <laughs> Where's the t-shirts? Well, we, we got to get those next. We'll do bedroom and then we'll do uh, maybe some noise aware and then off to a Ryan house we go. I know you All have right. noise aware stuff, Will. Ross, we got to oh. get you some. Oh, yeah. I'll meet you in London at the conference and drop you off with you. <laughs> See, yeah. this is, I, I, I was looking at my wardrobe and like my I have a counter in my kitchen that's just covered in like 
bedroom gear, noiseware, safely, all these other like company swag. I'm like, oh yeah, man, I should just get rid of my whole wardrobe and just rock industry brands and just become a billboard. Pretty much all wear. Yeah. Yeah. You so, saw the guy, by the way, I just seeing in that I saw it on LinkedIn. I sure sent you the guy actually printing his vaccine passport on his t-shirt because he's still traveling. Instead of <laughs> keep showing his vaccine, like his printed documents, he just printed on his full uh, white t-shirt with the full with the QR code on it. It was amazing. I'll send you the photos. Pretty yeah, cool. in the US, we don't have a QR code. <laughs> that, that would be useful if, uh, if you have amazing. to, especially in places you have to show an ID vaccine well, to get into a restaurant. Yeah, yeah I was gonna cool. say it'd be interesting to see how how many people actually accept it as a form of identification for it. But well, with the QR code, it's it's a lot easier. But in the US, yeah, yeah it's just. Oh, I'll send it to you now, Will. Maybe you can still show. Right. That. It was actually fun. So it's awesome. a new solution. Actually, what you what you could do if you start traveling again. So oh, I just yeah. do it without it. I don't, I don't need a don't need no one of those to show. At least at the moment. But anyways, uh, great great. Uh, episode this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it was about the investments that turned out about short term. Oh, we just addressed a few different topics, but that's yeah. Well, awesome. We'll see you guys again next week, and we'll see what uh, maybe we can coordinate our outfits again. What's the topic for next week, Will? Uh, a surprise! Surprise for everybody. <laughs> more predictions. Us. More predictions coming true. <laughs> Amen. All right. Have a great week, everybody.